0: Welcome to the Collecting Confidence podcast, where we'll explore confidence, what it is, why we need it, how we get it, and how we lose it. I'm John Barrett. Hello and welcome to Collecting Confidence. My name is John Barrett, and today we're going to have on Dr. Maria Christina, who at 69 started working out and at 71 started competing as a bodybuilder. It's an amazing story, so stick around for that. I have to admit that I have never been one to go to the gym on a regular basis because there's a lot of work involved in that. And I remember when I was young, I was a scrawny little kid in high school. My sophomore year, I was 5'1", and I weighed maybe 99 pounds. And I was too small for football, so I decided I'd go out for gymnastics. And I remember... Being in the gym and doing pull-ups and working on the rings and horse and everything, and I felt like I was getting really strong. And I bounced a lot on the trampoline, and my legs did get very strong, but my arms didn't get particularly strong. Yet I still was very confident, and I thought I should really prove how strong I am. And so at some point, I decided that I would take on one of the strongest people I knew, my mom which, I don't know, seemed like a good idea at the time. Come on, Mom, let's arm wrestle. I'll show you how strong I am. I was very confident. And my mom, who we jokingly say had spent much of her life raising dumbbells, she was, I guess, reluctant, but decided to arm wrestle me, and it wasn't even close. It was very humbling to be beaten by my mom, It didn't even look like she was trying. But I had felt very confident because of what I thought I could do. And sometimes that is really important, to think that you can do something, whether you can or can't. The other part that I learned was, are you okay with it if it doesn't go well? It's one thing to be confident that I can do it right. The other part is I'm confident that I'll survive if it doesn't go well. So if my mom beats me, my mom beats me. That's the way it goes. I walked away from there thinking maybe I should go work out harder in the gym and then take her on again. And I thought, no, no, this is her little win. And I never challenged her again, even though I got to be very strong. And we got into cheerleading eventually where I was lifting people and tossing them around and catching them. But I never challenged mom again. That was that was it, her victory lap and my humbling. But I was just starting off with working out. And here we're gonna be talking to Dr. Maria Christina. She didn't even start until she was 69 but she had the confidence that she could still compete. So stick around and listen to that story. Joining me now is Dr. Maria Christina, and she is a certified personal trainer and wellness coach, founder of Sheehan Health and Wellness. Welcome. Glad to have you here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, the very first question that we always ask is, what does confidence mean to you? Yeah, it's such a good question. And to me, it means belief in
1: the self, feeling really good in your own skin.
0: Right now, how confident do you feel? And have you always been this confident?
1: I would say in my own skin, absolutely not. I would say very almost ashamed, uh, when I left my last position, after 20 years serving as a college president, I was not confident at all in where I had let my body go. Okay. So with the years passing, I was 69 at the time, and I was watching my other colleagues get, you know, in a state of health, it wasn't the best at all. And I was looking at my own health, and it looked just the same. So older, heavier, and really almost in fear of what the years to come would be, because I would be in my 70s. And what would that look like? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And so most people, when asked, what's old age? They say the year 70 is when old age begins. So that was a little bit disheartening. So I would say that's where I started. I was not a confident person looking at becoming 70 within a few months of my retirement.
0: And a lot of people will start their fitness programs earlier in life. Sometimes it's because they're pressured by their friends, or they want to look good, or they whatever the reason is, they want to compete. You didn't start until 69. How did that go for you?
1: (laughs) Well, um, I was, I think I was at the point where I had to do something, right. And so I I had two choices. I I, I could go down a, a path of doing something, or I could say, it's too late, I can't do it, and then I would never feel confident, right? I feel still that and that the point of being ashamed. And I decided if I was going to go into my 70s, I had a responsibility of taking charge of what that might look like. And so most of us, when we're this late into the game don't don't know what to do right and so we don't do anything because we don't know what to do and then and then what i hear most people in their 70s a lot of women especially say i feel invisible okay so that that's part of well i'm not confident about myself i'm i'm demonstrating that and that lack of confidence is flowing out and it's it's coming back the other way by by having you feel invisible. I didn't want to feel that way, and I thought maybe there was another another way to go, but I probably would not have found the path had it not been for my financial advisor. As we were wrapping up things, you know, getting thinking about retirement, and he had seen me really puff up over the, you know, decade or so, and he said, I think you should see my trainer. Well, at that point, I was just so... Uh, desperate, I guess, to to see if there might be another path, but I thought, for heaven's sake,s a trainer of uh, weights. Oh no! And so I I think I entered that training studio probably with the least a amount of confidence possible. I was covered up head to toe, but I I, I felt like I had to try something. I had to do something, and so he said, "Well, you know, my my trainer, my, my my trainer, he never hurt anyone. I thought, okay, well that's good. But the idea of weights and using weights, and this is this is a pre really the the, the myth that we have about weights is that we're gonna get as women Bulky, hulky muscles—you know, muscle bound—you know, uh, masculine looking. Well, nobody wants that if they're a woman. So then we say, okay, we're not, we're not going to do that. So then you hear, oh, oh, you have to do cardio. Well, then you get sort of skinny fat, you know, if that's all you're doing. And so that's where I was. I was with the myth that that doing that would would be would be counterproductive i i I would get a look at it and then i'd be less confident (laughs) so that was the first thing i said to my trainer it was you know i don't want the big muscles and he said look if you're not using drugs and you haven't been lifting heavy for 20 years you don't need to worry about that and now i look back on it i think how how silly was that question but it is in the mind of so many women and i've been married now almost 50 years And during the span of time, my husband has had this big set of weights and it's gone from one home to the other to the other. And I thought, you know, I used to hang stuff on those those weights, thinking that they had no utility whatsoever. And today I have confidence and I have a body that I live in today that I thought would never be possible.
0: And what of other people around you that would see you change? What do they think?
1: Well, it's interesting because they have all been extremely positive so i i took it to the to the ultimate level if from walking into that training studio uh, 8 years ago and i'm still with the same trainer now 8 years later to where i am today at training people and being a health coach and even a natural body fitness competitor so i started to compete at 71. So that's how fast the body can change if we give it a chance. And I have to tell you, standing on that stage, that was the ultimate moment of confidence. When you stand there with people decades younger than you, (laughs) Uh, and you're going to be judged, you've got to, you know, dig down deep and find the ability to stand there with them. But to answer your question, everyone, was very receptive to my new look and those that didn't know me but knew my age the younger competitors thought oh gosh it's not over when you get to be 60 or 70 there's life beyond that <laughs> i think it's been it's been a supportive experience the journey has been supportive i've never heard anyone say oh well you know you shouldn't have done it you should have stayed you know <laughs> <laughs> looking over the hill and, and not being active and and, and not having a, a shred of confidence. But I walk in a very confident body today because I've done everything that I know that I need to do that actually protects me from what may come in my 80s or my 90s or beyond that.
0: And it's interesting to be competing because at that point you're being judged against other people. And that is one of the things that can shoot our confidence is being judged and especially like on the internet by people who aren't professional judges and don't know how to do it nicely or politely. What do you tell people that are feeling that pressure from others? How, how do you change that? How do you cushion against that?
1: I think that as you get older, you don't care anymore. <laughs> so, so people will say what they will say and often hurt people hurt other people. And so we have to keep that in mind. If someone is saying something nasty, they've got an issue. The issue is not you. Now, that said, it still feels personal, right? And so it uh, it's hard, but the the nice thing about comments on social media is that you can delete them, right? <laughs> you can block people. And so if somebody's not going to play nicely, then I block or delete, but I have had very, very few experiences with nasty people. But if we have that, I think the why wait till your, you know, in your uh, later years to say, I don't care anymore. Say, I don't care in your younger years, because ultimately it's it's about how you allow something to l- let you feel. OK, so that's all the control. You can't control what comes at you. That's negative. The only thing you can control is your response to it. So you can either absorb the negativity and feel bad about yourself or brush it aside and say, that's not how I'm not, I'm not going to feel that way. I I refuse and therefore block, <laughs> delete <laughs> and let it just slide by.
0: Now you were CEO at three different institutions of higher learning. And prior to that, you had, uh, you got a master's degree and two or two master's degree and a doctor's degree. But at some point, you were that student that wasn't quite confident about the test you were about to take. How, what would you now tell that student?
1: Gee, that's a really good question. <laughs> I would say to that student, you're going to be able to do your best, take a breath, and know that the future is going to be fine. Don't worry
0: about it. Just go for it. Would you consider yourself a very confident youth? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and part of it was because of my my physical condition. So I wasn't the kid that could that do backbends and and a triple somersaults and you know handstands or any of that. I and I was the last person to be picked for the dodgeball team, right? Everyone knew I couldn't move. So they were not going to pick me for anything. So that does shred one's self-confidence. Is that you know shoot, nobody's going to pick me. So this is so exciting today to go from that point where I was as unathletic as one could expect to being called an athlete today in my 70s. It, it that transformation really you just exude confidence. You're just thrilled with yourself. You're so happy and proud that you've been able to make that transition.
0: I think it's interesting too, you're talking about starting in the later part of your life and, and now you're sculpting your body. How do we sculpt our mindset? How do we do the things we need to do to change that mindset? So we have the confidence, the energy, the motivation. You
1: know, that's such a good question. And it really comes from within. And the mindset is everything. So we have a choice in terms of how we want to live our later years. Do we want to just sit back and let it all happen to us? Or do we want to take charge and command? And that builds confidence. The fact that you say, I'm in charge, and I can have some say over my My health span, as well as my lifespan, those two are connected. So we can have a long lifespan, but a poor health span. What we want is that lifespan and health span to connect. And if we can say to ourselves, how do I want that to look? If you're 50 today, you're going to be 60, you're going to be 70, you're going to be beyond that. The medical advancements will keep us going. It's what condition do we want to live in as We are progressing through this life journey. And
0: to help you get through that life journey, have you had
1: mentors along the way? I think my my best mentor and supporter, of course, has been both my husband and my trainer. Yeah, to say, uh, and I started with an older trainer. So if I'd started with a 30 year old trainer, you know, I don't know how it would have (laughs) gone. But my trainer at the time was in his 50s. So he's now about to turn 65. He has no desire to close down his studio. He will keep going. And he is, he is ensuring his later
0: years by what he's doing right now. You talked about almost 50 years of being married. Congratulations. Thank you. I remember on my wedding day being announced, turning and walking down the aisle and thinking, oh my gosh, what have I gotten into? <laughs> what's what's next? I have no experience at this husbanding, adulting, any of that stuff. I just it was all brand new to me, and I was anything but confident. How would you describe yourself at the beginning of your marriage? Were you confident? You know,
1: I think that my well my husband was my best friend before he was more than that, and so that builds. A strong belief system that you can make at work, even though we were very different. my husband's seven years younger than me, and you know, so we were at different places when we got married. He was still in in college, and I was you know in my career, but we had a very, very strong friendship, which all oh, the romantic part is wonderful, but at the base of it is that mutual respect and friendship so we had that going in, so I wasn't apprehensive. I was fairly confident that that it would uh, that it would go the distance. I didn't know that I believed it would go fifty years, <laughs> but it but it hasn't. you know I think I'm going to keep them at this point.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, the return policy is horrible. <laughs> as as you're coaching people, what are you finding are the big hiccups that people have for confidence and self worth. Well, you know, the biggest
1: issue is the mindset that you mentioned before. Okay, so that that has to be the overwhelming um, base of coming forward to want to get to another place. Once you get to that, I'm going to make a decision to take control. And that mindset sets in and you take the first step. Then what happens is progressively you start to walk a different way, you start to hold your body a different way, you start to feel like, gee, I am proud of what I'm able to do. And so I I have women walking in not confident, but somehow they get here. Okay, so somehow they've made a decision, they need to take the first step. Okay, so then after you've taken that first step, The important thing is to have a consistent pattern of how you're going to move through this fitness journey. So if it's only you, if you've made the decision, yes, I'm going to do something, but you have no structure around that, you have no accountability attached to it, then what happens is you're going to slip off because it's too easy to cheat on ourselves. Who's going to know, right? Okay, so but if you're in a class, if you have a trainer, if you've got some support system, a group and you're all doing it together, then if one of you is missing, then you, you know, there's there's that accountability factor. So you feel responsible for showing up when you hire a trainer and you pay ahead for your schedule of training sessions, you will show up. Okay, and so there's. There's something about the fitness industry that, that I, uh, statistics I heard about how many trillion, a trillion dollars worth of phantom memberships. OK, so why is that? It's such a tiny little outlay of funds, right? The investment is so small that and nobody knows if you go, if you don't go, that people just evaporate and never go back.
0: As as people come in and you're working with them, can you, without naming names, can you give us an example of someone who has gained some confidence and what you've seen, how that's been, how they've been different because of that? Sure.
1: Okay. So there was one lady who saw me on. We have a little local TV show. It's called Aging and Awesome, and I was featured on there as a 75 year old giving some tips on on fitness, and and this client saw me and some several months later, she contacted me because we were the same age. So she thought, okay, now I can maybe go to someone who knows this life experience. Okay. She walked in huffing and puffing. And I thought, I have a colleague that I work with. That's an MD. And I thought, uh oh, (laughs) I'm going to have to refer her. (laughs) Now here's her story. And it's really a, a very dramatic one. She came to to me because her bucket list dream was to ride a horse on the beach in, in Mexico. That was her dream. She got a chance to do it, but when she did, it took two burly guys to hoist her onto the horse. She was so humiliated by that experience that that was her aha moment and that connected with that show that she saw and she came huffing and puffing up just a couple of steps because I have just a couple of steps into my home but then there's a couple more steps down to the to the fitness center she was hunched over I would say the embodiment of lack of confidence right but she was there okay so she she paid her fee okay that meant Now she's held responsible for being at each of those sessions. And as our sessions progressed, she started standing. Well, I always do something about how you stand your posture and everything. But she started to do that without me badgering. Okay, so she and then her whole wardrobe changed her whole feeling about what she could do changed. And I just got a text from her the other day and she says she's taking horseback riding lessons now. And no one needs to help her get on the horse.
0: It's really nice to know that what you're doing is helping people. And that's a great, a great example of it. So for you, what's
1: next? (laughs) Well, I want to keep investing in my own health and, and wellness. So at 77, 80 is knocking at the door. And so I want to do the most I can now to be the strongest I can be in my later years, in my 80s and in my 90s and hopefully beyond. So I'm working on learning how to do a handstand now because that's a real tricky balance issue you've got to have the brain working with the, the the body completely it's very challenging for me and you know the authors of younger next year talk about doing more not less as you age so it's very counterproductive the docs will tell you if you're over 50 you should walk well gee not enough what you absolutely have to have is strength exercises so The muscle development is essential, and we don't let people know that after 40, you're losing a percentage of muscle mass every year, and your bone density is decreasing as well. So there's interventions for that, and that's what we don't talk about, and that's what I'm focusing on, and that's what I focus on with any clients that I work with. Get your protein up, get your muscle strength training efforts up so that you can build Stronger muscles. You have to eat in a clean way. You have to eat clean. So we can't just think about how we ate when we were in our twenties. metabolism slows down. We have to eat differently.
0: I've had to almost cut tootsie rolls out of my diet completely at this point. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're talking about the handstand. And as a former gymnast, I've done a few of them in my time. But I also know that most people do not like being upside down for any length of time. So that is another hurdle that you'll have to cross. Absolutely. If people wanted to get a hold of you, contact you, find out more about you, sign up for your monthly newsletter, what would they do? Where would they go?
1: I think the best place would be my website. So that's DrMariaChristina.com. And there they can find pretty much everything that I do. So someone that's just starting out, John, someone just starting out and wants to know, what should I do? I want to build muscle. So I have a little video that says, let's do weights. And so starting from nowhere, you can start with light weights and start to build up better muscle mass. So there was a study done on centenarians and they found that just using light weights, you could build up a little muscle mass. So if they can do it, We all can do it. So that would be the best spot. I'm excited now also about doing wellness retreats. And my next one's coming up February 2024. And I will be in Panama doing the aging ageless retreat for just six women. We'll be focusing on what we can do. But my website has just everything that I do. It's there.
0: Are you finding there's other people in your age group that you're competing against in the weightlifting? I'm just very curious, or not the weightlifting, but the I guess, is it bodybuilding? Is that the correct term?
1: Yes. So under bodybuilding, there are all these different categories. So most people are familiar with bikini, but there's also bodybuilding and there's classic swimsuit and there's physique and there's figure and there's... Sports. So you see, there's a huge number of of different categories. Now the men are always there in their later years, so you see them in their 60s, in their 70s, in their 80s. They are there. The women, not so much. Okay, they tend to drop off in their early 60s. So I just met a, a woman today, and I'm excited to know her. She's 78, and she will be doing her first fitness competition
0: this year. Well, we're very excited about that. And it's been great talking with you. Before we go, is there a final tip or hint that you can give our audience so that they could gain or maintain their confidence?
1: Well, I think doing what's best for your body will give you a level of confidence that is amazing. And so I have like three M's to remember. The first is a mindset, getting yourself in the belief that you can do it differently. The second is about meals, what you plan, what you put into your body, how you're going to eat. And the third M is movement. Bodies are meant to move and do strength training, number one,
0: cardio, number two. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for being with us and good luck with everything that you're doing. Thank you. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Today's tip of the day is you're never too old to start collecting confidence. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can get more information about confidence and check out the merchandise store on the website at collectingconfidence.com. If you like what you heard, subscribe and pass the link along to a friend who needs to collect confidence. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. It's one of the only ways to know if I'm doing a good job. Another way to let me know is to go to the support page. Consider making a small monthly pledge. A pledge as small as the cost of a cup of coffee each month goes a long way to keep the episodes and the information coming your way. The last way to let me know what you think is to drop by our Facebook page or send me an email at john at collectingconfidence.com. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to help you. Now let's go collect confidence.